award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're glad to have a... Uh, some folks around the table this morning, this afternoon, Mr. Don King helping me co-host. Thanks for dealing me in, Jason. Yep. Love the hat. Hey, Love thanks. the hat. Thanks. Where can I get one of those? Yeah, gooutdoorstennessee.com. Okay. All right. Good yeah. deal. <laughs> Chuck Yost is with us as well. He's the CWD coordinator, and we're going to talk CWD today. But yeah, we're glad to have you, Chuck. Uh, you can get the hat. Everybody can get a hat. You need to get you one, Chuck. Uh, gooutdoorstennessee.com under specialty right now. And then, or under license catalog specialty, and then there you'll find the hat. And you can go get the hat without buying a license, right? Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's good. Before good you know. know it, we'll have a storefront that's going to have a few oh, other items. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Good deal. Yeah, I'm excited to have Chuck on board with us today, too. That's uh, get some catch up on, uh, on what's kind of what we're looking forward to for next deer season. Plus, yep. uh, but hey, he's. He, he kind of wanted to talk turkey, I think, to kick things off, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? Yeah, we had Roger a while back, and he talked turkey, but Chuck said he had a successful season. And as you, if you're watching, you can see on the screen uh, his boy Hatcher is uh, yeah. hunting with him. How'd it go? Yeah, well, it was great. I, I, I noticed y'all didn't introduce me as a special guest, though, so I guess I'm not that special. Oh, but, yeah, the uh, special yeah, agent in charge. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> special. We had a discussion a minute ago about my special agent in charge special. talents. Yeah, no. But uh, anyway, that's my title in case it, didn't, it wasn't clear, special agent in charge. And and my son and I are, are decent turkey hunters. And yeah, we had we had a special uh, time this, this past season. And there's some, some pictures of him. Back, back where I grew up in Watertown, Tennessee, we commonly made these cedar br- brush blinds to uh-huh. turkey hunt in. And Hatcher and I are sitting in one of those blinds. It's a little strange because you see a red uh, seat there and you think well that that might be a problem for turkey hunting but it's not because we've got so much brush that's higher than than we are uh, you can see it you can yeah, see it in front, in front. Of us. so yeah. so anyway had a, had a great morning and, and I, har- I harvested that turkey and he was there through it all and i'm just so impressed with his passion for the outdoors and for hunting and just how how well he sat through that because it was a very long hunt for somebody uh, his age to sit still that long so really proud of him had a great hunting experience with him and it's just that's awesome. you know last time I was here we were talking about a successful deer hunt that we had together and it, it really is uh, one of the best parts of being a dad is is mm-hmm. those experiences so appreciate yeah. you letting me share that yeah I'm That's glad you where did. it starts isn't it yeah. man I tell you what and you I'm sure you had your coffee and he's got his sippy cup, so that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, cool. Like yeah. dad, you know. Yeah, we're both high on. maintenance in that way. <laughs> yeah, but um, as soon as we woke up that morning to go, you know, he he beats me up, and and, mm-hmm. and the first thing he said, he says, "Well, where's my snack? You know, what what are we packing for snacks?" <laughs> right. And, yeah. And I concur. That's that's the most important part as well. So <laughs> get you through the morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to jump into CWD and, and things going on with that. We're going to get an update on the new regulations coming our way and, and some other things. So um, we'll let you kick us off, Chuck. Uh, what's the what's the new regulations looking like for this for this deer season? Well, we, we've made some small changes to the unit CWD regulations. 
otherwise the deer regulations are basically the same and just adjusted for the new calendar uh-huh. uh, but back to unit cwd we we have expanded the unit to include lauderdale crockett and gibson county now so it's now made up of 11 counties and um, a few other changes that occurred is we've got more of a gun season there a longer gun season uh, there's there's not even there's no longer that traditional muzzleloader segment. It's just going to be uh, you have the uh, archery only season that folks are used to. But outside of that, it's gun muzzleloader and archery. So that's a pretty significant change. I think it'll be very beneficial. Hopefully, increase the harvest there. Right. Y'all know how important that is, and how concerned we are about the decline in harvest mm-hmm. this past deer season. So anyway, trying to trying to help with that and hoping that hunters will embrace that and and like that those new gun operations gun uh, gun hunting opportunities other than that uh, it's it's mainly just a change to allow unlimited earning bucks and one subtle change about replacement bucks uh, but but really i don't even think folks will notice that change but replacement bucks are still there in case hunters harvest a, a harvest an antler deer and it turns out to be positive they can replace that in other words have another uh, antler deer in their bag limit so that's still a thing Uh, still encouraging more harvest encouraging earning those replacement bucks and again uh, in order to earn those you'd harvest antlerless deer two uh, in in each of the well, excuse me, two, two antler deer and unit CWD submit those for testing through our service testing offering that we have, and then that would entitle you to earn another antler deer. And, again, you can earn un, un, an unlimited amount of those now with these changes. <laughs> so that's pretty much it as far as regulation changes. We're excited about that package. Uh, the first package we had for that area was, was very successful as far as the response, the positive response we had from hunters. We didn't have the result that we hoped to uh, with harvest. Mm-hmm. However, I think we were a bit optimistic, and, you know, there's really nothing that could be done about uh, the initial concerns that hunters have that right. come along with the discovery of CWD. But now I think folks are settling in and getting getting to better understand those circumstances, how to be safe, uh, how to uh, have your deer tested, and, and getting from, more familiar with, with the new normal there. Um, and so we're excited about the future and, and know that it, it'll help make a difference. Cool. Awesome. You want to We've got the the map or the calendar on on the screen. If you're watching, do you want to walk them through how those changes or what the seasons look like, real quick? Yeah, fairly fairly straightforward. Uh, you've, you've got the uh, the August hunt, the three day hunt. Is that the uh, velvet? What they call the velvet? Yeah, hunt? Yeah, more commonly known as the velvet hunt. You know, that's an antlered deer only hunt. Uh, last year or last year season, you were restricted to muzzleloaders or archery. That's so. This is new uh, that you can now use a gun in these counties in the unit CWD counties. This you can use a gun during that three-day season. Only the CWD counties right now, right? Right, unit CWD only. And then again, you have the traditional archery season, uh, the, the traditional young sportsman hunts there at the end of October, and then again in uh, January. And uh, you, but but right after that, uh, archery only season ends. Instead of changing to a muzzleloader archery season, you you go right into a, a gun season, which continues through uh, this this next time, January third. And then you've got a private lands hunt there for uh, five days. That's that's restricted to private lands, and but it is either either sex, which is a difference between. Um, unit cwd and unit l okay and but anyway that's that's pretty much it and um i, th- I think hunters are are really gonna like that mm-hmm. yeah 
Lots of opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. So folks can find this information online, uh, org, or you can click com. but it's all right there on our website. We'll have um, the summary, the calendar, or the season summaries out there already, and, and anything related to CWD can be found at org or com. That'll take you right to the section of the page. So uh, do you want to show the map? You, you mentioned the map earlier of the counties. That's expanded a little bit, right, since last yeah. time we, we came together. Um, you can find that in the middle of the CWD page, uh, map in, CD, in CW, CWD in Tennessee. So that brings you right down to, as of May 2020, what's that look like, Chuck? Yeah, so the, the change, the recent change was the addition of Lauderdale, Crockett, and Gibson, and those are high-risk counties. Um, but remember, McNary County is also high risk, and and uh, just a, another reminder of what high risk means is that CWD, does, as far as we know, it doesn't exist in those counties, but it is within 10 miles. So, so the, our our management scheme, um, if it's within 10 miles, then that that kicks in a set of management practices that that are uh, necessary with the disease that close. Mm-hmm. So so the unit CWD makes up or or is comprised of positive and high risk counties in total of 11 counties. Okay. All right. And that's all in the south uh west portion of the state. If you're listening to the radio, you can always go to the website and see that map and and check those counties out. So And a, and a reminder, Jason, it's there there's also a couple other regulations that apply to those areas. One is the wildlife feeding restrictions. And in in essence, you can't feed feed deer in those areas to try to keep from concentrating them and better control CWD as a result. Uh, But there's also the carcass transportation restrictions that apply to those counties. So it's really important that hunters know uh, whether their county is high risk or positive and then know what that means for transportation of those deer parts out of those counties. Okay. And all that information as well is on is on the CWD page. That's correct. correct. Yes, yeah. sir. And I hear there's uh, a fair amount of this info uh, coming out in the hunting guide as well, right, Chuck? Yeah, it's all there. We've got a huge portion of our hunting guide dedicated to CWD again and expect uh, those to hit shelves and be online within a matter of weeks. Yeah. yeah. So once you pick that up, just keep it around for reference and uh, and stay informed. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned feeding restrictions for those counties. Are there things that folks can do that's, n- that's maybe not in the CWD zone that would help maybe keep CWD from spreading? I know they're doing taking those efforts inside those counties, but as you move out and get closer to Middle Tennessee and out even further, what's something? Are there things that hunters can do to try to help control the spread? Yeah, there are. Uh, you know, outside of well, it doesn't matter inside or outside. It's it's never a good idea to concentrate deer by feeding them or putting right. out minerals. Um, there's been a lot of interest in the, those things, but they are a counter to trying to, to control a disease or prevent it from arriving into an area. So uh, we recommend not doing those things. We also recommend that uh, to harvest deer in such a way that you don't have high deer densities. So uh, deer densities above, say, 20 deer per square mile, they're getting pretty dense. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, much like if you pack too many kids in a school you know there's there's more likely for infections to spread and the same is true for deer so the lower deer density the less likely that a disease is to spread within that population so so keeping lower deer densities is is also a good thing i'd, I'd also encourage um 
being very careful about how you move deer or deer parts. Uh, for example, um, more and more, I, I think it's appropriate, no matter where you are, to try to keep from leaving the, the, the land that you've harvested your deer on, to just leave it there. You know, utilize what, you're, what you want, um, but, but leave the best leave the rest there for okay. example in my case i harvest a deer i bone the uh, i, I de, uh, debone the deer and take the meat out in a cooler and just leave the carcass there mm -hmm. and the absolute best thing you can do is not only leave it there but to to bury it and that's the best case scenario okay all right good tips good tips so do you think this uh you think cwd is spreading or how fast is it spreading and or is it slowing down i mean it seems like you know, right off the bat, we did a lot of testing, and yeah, the numbers were growing really fast that first year. But I think it's kind of slowed down a little bit, right? Or what's your thoughts on that? Well, I I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that that the disease spread is slowing, uh, because that would require a a drop in the deer density in the affected area. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't think we've accomplished that. Cause, okay. Because we saw the deer uh, the deer harvest decline. However. Uh, I, I also understand what you're asking. You're asking beyond that, and you're right that initially when we discovered it, we put a ton of effort into monitoring it and, and sampling as much as we could in that area to get a better understanding of how much disease was there and exactly where it is. And we know that now. Uh, we're confident that, that it's in the seven counties uh, that we know is positive. Uh, we know it's there, and, and we're pretty confident it's, it's not in any of the other counties, uh, except for those high-risk counties. There's still a possibility that it exists there. But, uh, but when we put a lot of that effort into testing, we started learning a lot of things very quickly, and then the, the situation changed for us, and we, we have this map now of seven positive counties and 11, uh, 11 total mm -hmm. uh, for unit CWD. And... And so, and, and getting all that, those new results and, and, and new positives, it seemed like things were drastically getting worse. When they weren't, we were just better understanding where we were. Right. Now, but now, now that we know where we are, we know that the, we, we've always known that CWD is a slow-spreading disease. Uh -huh. It doesn't spread quickly, um, even under normal circumstances, but there are some things that can cause it to spread quicker. Higher deer densities, moving deer, uh, carcasses or live deer irresponsibly, uh, that that could accelerate the spread. And and then another factor that's uh, fairly specific is once you get to a certain prevalence of the disease in some counties, like we have in Hardeman and Fayette, uh -huh. you know it's seven to fourteen percent. Uh, depending on which county you're standing in, but but it's it's high there, and it's high enough that the environment is now playing a role in disease spread, mm. which causes spread to happen quicker. But uh, the the take home message is is that it's still slow acting disease, regardless of our circumstances, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, but but we do have a significant CWD issue in Tennessee, especially in Fayette and Hardeman counties. Uh -huh. uh, but but, you know, the agency is committed uh, to this issue. We realize how big of an issue it is, and we're serious about addressing the issue. And we just appreciate everybody's uh, patience and, and cooperation and support of that. And, again, you want to encourage hunters to, to come in, especially this season, and, and take, uh, you know, harvest, keep that harvest numbers up so we can 
keep more testing going. Mm-hmm. Plus, as you said, you know, decrease the the uh, deer density in those areas as well, which would be helpful over time. Yeah, I'm careful about not using absolutes uh, because this is a very adaptive. Um, we we have to be very adaptive in how we address this disease. But that's one absolute that I will say is that to effectively manage CWD at the scale that we have it in Tennessee absolutely requires the full cooperation of hunters. Uh-huh. And we and 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 that's outside of that, it, it, we can't manage it effectively. So right. you're spot on. And I think that holds. I saw that at the public meetings we had initially, you know, the, there was really good participation. A lot of hunters showed up and learned about it. And I'm sure a lot of that info that you guys put out during those public meetings has made its way, you know, down to uh, folks that couldn't necessarily get to the meetings or, uh, you know, they're still available online too. So, yeah, yeah we're planning for more but because of the, circumstances uh around the concerns with COVID 19 we're ha- we're having to be adaptive in our right. meetings our meetings as well so um very soon we'll be working with you guys to have some virtual meetings mm-hmm. uh so that folks can can know the latest in west tennessee okay and we will mention we are social distancing here that's we're right we're spread out enough to yep. it, and we're always doing that here on wildcast so yeah and i i prefer keep my distance from y'all anyway so it works well <laughs> it's always a good idea uh, from us yeah exactly so we've kind of mentioned how hunters can help uh do you encourage uh do you encourage other hunters from other parts of the state to go hunt the cwd zone and 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 that kind of thing and uh it's there's a lot of public land opportunities in that area right yeah there are and uh, some unique things are is that you know like that august hunt that folks call the velvet hunt is uh, you know it's open to public lands select public lands which is which is a nice uh, offering and then uh, those additional gun hunting opportunities but yeah we we encourage hunters to travel there you know it's it's great habitat high deer densities uh, there's just it's just great deer hunting and and we could certainly certainly use the help and you know we provide the testing so that so that they don't have to be concerned uh, whether deer is positive or not detected we we can handle uh, help or we can provide that service to them so uh, yeah absolutely and speaking of testing uh, are there more uh, are the testing still happening across the state as well are we still doing surveillance in the, in the other counties? Yeah, that, good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So, we 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 provide a, a a lot of opportunities for testing in West Tennessee, but we're also providing some across the state. Uh, we're not recommending folks have their deer tested outside of West Tennessee. Uh, however, we are providing that service because we understand some people just feel best doing it. Right. Um, but it's and, and until you're in an area that's known to be positive, the CDC doesn't recommend that you cons- seriously consider testing. So uh-huh. we, in our re- our uh, recommendation is is aligned with theirs. It, we adopt theirs. So um, so anyway, that's the case. But but yes, if, if folks want to have their deer tested in other parts of the state, we, we can accommodate that. Uh, but we are we are um, actively doing testing across the state uh, just to make sure that it's not popping up in new areas. Mm-hmm. We've got a fairly sophisticated system where we're taking a certain number of samples in each county across the entire state, 
that if CWD were to exist at a certain prevalence there, a very low prevalence, that we would detect it early. So, yeah, we're, we're doing that as well. Cool. Good deal. And I think Don had a question. We were talking earlier about the Department of Ag helping about, out. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd heard and I knew that the Department of Ag was, was coming on board, getting some, some testing facilities uh, up and running so that it could be done pretty locally here mm -hmm. uh, instead of shipping them out. But how's that coming along, Chuck? Yeah, well, so up until this year, all of our testing's been done out of state, primarily uh, Colorado and then a little bit in Mississippi. But but uh, as of this coming deer season, the Department of Ag, Department of Agriculture at their lab in Nashville will be providing this service. So we, uh, a certain percentage of our testing that we do this year will be through that in-state lab. And we're excited about uh, once that gets um, fully operational, uh -huh. about us doing our testing in-state as opposed to out-of-state. Okay, good. I can see that bringing quicker results. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna help it, it. It won't shave a ton of time because with overnight mail you can get them to Colorado quickly. So, gotcha. but it will shave some in any any place that we can cut down on that turnaround time is so beneficial for hunters and we want it to happen. So, we're excited about that piece as well. Help get those replacement bucks uh, online or or uh, known about quicker that yeah. way in, in yeah. case your deer. Uh, was found to be positive so right but it but the the most urgent need is a hunter's harvested a deer and he's and before he consumes that deer he's going to want to know right. those test results and yep that's that's the that's the number one um sense of urgency mm -hmm. unfortunately you've got to you've got to process it and get it you know take care of it can't let it hang too long but the quicker those uh, results can come around better off for the hunter for sure yeah and processors too it's a big issue for them and and unfortunately a lot of that turnaround is outside of our control yeah and but but where we can streamline it we're going to yeah all right there was a couple other things i had on my list and and uh let's just hit those two the incinerator you know we talked about an incinerator coming on board uh i forget which county you could fill us in on that but uh, what's the what's that looking like Yes, yeah, so, so we've been working. Our, our commission was gracious enough to fund um, the purchase of an incinerator to be installed and operated at Fayette County Landfill, and so uh, the, those those plans are in motion. Uh, with a with a purchase of this size and the state processes to do that, it's taken longer than we had hoped. Uh, however, we are, as we speak, finalizing the bidding process for the vendors to to bid on on doing that work for the state and uh so that's so what we're expecting is that process to be over um, around july 15th and then then it'll be a matter of that manufacturer uh, building that unit and then installing it there in fayette county so that's that's where we are with that and real excited about uh, the the commission doing that f uh, for sportsmen and uh and for deer management and 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 just ready for that thing to be there to provide the solution that we all need right yeah. we've got those smaller ones that we can tote around a little bit but it's nothing like having this this mac daddy of all incinerators available you know yeah well the smaller ones uh, we're not moving those they're they're stationary they're just okay. you can move them if you need to yeah uh, but 
But anyway, we, yeah, we're utilizing those, but but with the volume, the the demand that's out there mm-hmm. as far as disposal, they're 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 dropping the bucket. Whereas this this large uh, large scale incinerator, some folks call them commercial, but I I think of commercial different. Yeah. I just think it's a it's a large scale incinerator and. And uh, yeah, it, it's going to go a long ways in helping with the issue, a lot more so than a portable incinerator ever could. And you may or may not be able to answer this, but it, can it um, can a hunter drop one off once that's in place? Is that going to be somewhere where a hunter can take them, or is that mainly for processors or for us, or how's that going to work? Because kind of, is it going to be open to? It's it's open to the public. Cool. It will it will be open to the public, and um, yeah, individual hunters could utilize that as well. Great, good deal. All right. The last thing I had, Don, you got something? Oh, I just saw the uh, report of sick deer on the website. You read little, my mind. Oh man, <laughs> great minds. Uh, but but there is a tab on online that you can click on and, and read about the report of sick deer. Tell us a little bit about that, Chuck. Yeah, as part of our efforts to try to detect CWD early, if it were to occur somewhere else in the state. Uh, we have the surveillance testing that we talked about earlier for hunter harvested deer, but we also have the, a tool on our website now. You know, people regularly report sick deer to the agency, and we we really didn't have a clearinghouse for that. And uh-huh. we, had, we had an opportunity to improve how we manage those reports, and it also helps us with early detection. So we recommend that folks, um, anyone, staff or or the general public, if they if they um, if they happen upon a sick deer to go ahead and report it on our website. When they do that, uh, they receive a notification that that report has been collected by the agency. Uh, More than likely, it will not require a response by the agency, but it does give us some good information. And our biologists uh, behind the scenes are are reviewing those reports. And if if if, if their uh, review reveals that that's a high-priority sample and, and there's concerns about CWD, we're going to make it an effort to, to test those animals, and that'll right. go a long ways for us. So if you don't hear from somebody, that's not necessarily that your 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 information's gone unheard. It's just that the volume of, of uh, people responding to that is probably pretty high. And Well, I, I, I'd say... Uh, a little different than that. It's it, all of these reports will be reviewed. Uh-huh. Uh, right. People can have confidence in that. It's just uh, a small percentage of these warrant a response, and therefore um, the ones with the, with the largest concerns about disease will be responding to those in some way. But when we do that, uh, you know, the 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 interactions will be minimal beyond uh-huh. beyond the report. Right. Gotcha. Awesome. We've covered a lot here today, don't we? Yeah. Chuck, I appreciate you being here. Um, I'm Glad sure you know, folks are going to appreciate this information. Uh, it's a lot of changes, a lot of things, you know, well, not a whole lot of changes, but just things changing over time. And it's a lot of information to digest. So uh, they appreciate this this info. I appreciate the info. Remember TNWildlife.org or CWD in Tennessee. All this stuff is there. The season summaries are there and all that good stuff. Yeah, before we close, I'd like to say shout out to all the staff that's done such great work. Oh, yeah. You know, hunters deserve a lot of credit. All our stakeholders deserve credit, but our staff deserve credit for doing amazing work around CWD. We've had a monumental challenge, and they've risen to the occasion. Yep, they sure have. A lot of folks taking on responsibilities they didn't expect. (laughs) It gets a lot busier for them. I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
All right, Chuck. Well, it's always fun to have you on, and uh, appreciate you jumping in here. Glad to do it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you, Don. You bet. And uh, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Keep tuning in. Keep coming back, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.